Hello and welcome to the 90th episode of The Sausage Factory, which is brought to you by Spong.com and hosted by me, Chris O'Regan. In this show, we interview video game developers and ask them how they made their start making games, what their influences are and who inspires them. Split into two halves, the show initially focuses on the developer themselves, and in the second half we discuss the game they're here to promote, which in this case is Akaratus by Nordbrim Interactive. Martin, who are you and what do you do? Hi, uh, I'm Martin Kopsky. I'm the creative director slash co-founder of Nordbrim Interactive. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I do graphics, marketing, like project management, and uh, yeah, game design. Wow, so you stare, you stare at Gantt charts for a <laughs> Yeah. Oh, there's that milestone. We just missed it. Yay! Go team! It's a lot of like uh, <laughs> loose ends that needs to be kind of straightened and stuff like that. So Good, uh, interesting name, Nodbrim. What does that mean? That is an interesting name. I actually don't know because oh. uh, it's um, Christopher. He came right. up with the name, I think. And we've been rolling around with different names for the company, and we just thought, let's make up a name that doesn't mean anything, and then just roll with it. I mean, uh, we're still going to be a company that's going to make games anyway, so we just put interactive after that word, and there you go. I saw someone put uh, on Facebook like game developer names. How to make a game developer name, and then it says if you're, if you're and it basically has this list of names, and yeah. mine was based on you have to base it on your initials or your date of birth or something, and mine was um, two moon cows interactive, which I thought was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, we've had like funny stuff and stuff like that, but I mean, Nordrim sounds just weird, and you kind of remember it, so it's yes. not really like I, it, it, when I when I saw it, what is that? No brim? Oh, not brim. Oh, right. Yeah. And also, like, uh, our engine, we named it kind of after that. So it's uh, like brim light. Mm. It's not brim. So it's kind of place, place on words. So. so moving swiftly on to how did you make starting, start making games? Yeah, uh, that's a long story, but I'll just keep it a little shorter. <laughs> <laughs> we don't mind long uh, stories in this show. Sure I mean, uh, me as a career, I mean, I started with uh, visual effects for film and commercials initially. So, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, like back in the days, I went to school uh, wanting, wanting to work with video games. I learned how to make video games, but I ended up in visual effects, basically. Right. Okay. So, uh, doing like commercials and film mainly, and I've been doing that for eight years. And then I hopped in and out of uh, game development, uh, working at, at IO Interactive and Star Vault and a couple other companies. Uh, yeah, that's basically it. I mean, I've. Uh, Studied a little bit of programming, but I'm not really a programmer. I'm more of an artist. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Right. So more animation. Type animation, of stuff. 3D, texturing, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. What about um, the, the rise and rise of like pixels and pixel art and stuff like that? What do you make of that? Is it something you have a affinity to or... You mean the retro look? Yeah, there you go. I mean, I like it, but uh, I'm not really keen on working with pixel art. I, I don't know. I, I I really like 
the the people who do it, I have envy for them, but uh, I, I wouldn't really dare to go into that. No. We've, I've, the reason I ask you, we've had previous uh, guests on the show, um, yeah. actually episode 88, and uh, come out recently, and uh, is, um, he was saying that he, he did all 3D stuff, but he couldn't do couldn't do sprite animation to save his life, you know. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's a I can skill. do some 2D animation, but yeah. I, I'm, I'm more into the 3D kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. And as is demonstrated by a, <laughs> a, a, a curator. So, um, anyway. So, it, okay, so that's sort of shortened. Any particular games you worked on that we might have known about, or is it just... Uh, Hitman Absolution. Okay. Uh, Mortal Online. It's a MMO made, actually, where I live. Okay. Up. Um, that one I worked for a year and a half, sort of doing the UI, which is kind of weird because I usually do 3D stuff, but then I jumped on to doing user interface things, which is yeah. kind of a passion of mine, but it's so darn hard to get into that, that like workspace, you know, like companies don't look for UI artists in this area. Right. So, really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I do know someone who works for Amazon doing that. But hey, <laughs> discussion for another time. Um, so, okay, well, let's yeah. move on to your influences then. Well, let's do that. Let's, let's move on. Yeah, sure. what, what, are, what are the things that get you your juices flowing and uh, the creativity just pouring out of you? What's, what, what, what is it? It's a weird outcome. Uh, the combination of all things, but I mean, mainly like other games inspire me quite a lot. And especially okay. like music, uh, like music from games mostly because, uh, they, they have this kind of a nice feel to it. I mean, it all depends, but, uh, yeah, everything in life actually. Yeah. So, that's, I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a great answer. Something I've said before on the show, apologies everyone, but you know, Read more developers who, you know, don't like Star Wars. And it's, <laughs> and it's just like, well, have no interest in Star Wars. Therefore, they, they embrace. I like, I'm fine with Star Wars. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's great. I'm saying we need a broader palette of people, you know, uh, or, or that's why we're getting games like Go Home or like Firewatch and stuff like that. Yeah, some variation on things. Yeah, and variation just, of things, not yeah. just yet another space marine shooting dinosaurs, which is great <laughs> as well. Yeah, I have a lot of time for for that. Uh, genre things are fine. I mean, uh, it's it, it would be nice to get some kind of different genres in because movies have that nailed, like uh, all different things, like drama, comedy, and stuff like that. You rarely see comedy games anymore, which uh, I have a affinity for. I mean, uh, those games, uh, the Lucas Art film uh, games. Yeah, the um, yeah. I know Secret of Money on Mon- Monkey, Monkey Island, yeah, Zach McLaren and and uh, yeah, all the extraordinary games. Um, uh, some were better than others, of course yeah. they were. Um, but uh, yeah, they were extraordinarily well written. I of the few games I stopped playing, not because I was stuck, not because I was scared, because I was laughing too hard. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, did that just happen? Yes, it did. Mm-hmm. It really did, and uh, still much, you know, huge smile on my face whenever I think of the opening scenes in uh, or the, the sword fighting in yeah. um, in uh, Monkey the Island, mocking people. Yeah. 
Yeah. This is not about the fighting, it's about the insults. What? Yeah. Just choose the right insult and you'll win. What? <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, this is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So, it's a great answer, you know, inspired by other creations in the universe itself. Yeah. Just look, look at this strange thing we're living in. Yeah, it's kind of weird, it is, isn't it? It is what, very weird. Yeah, so what, 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 what could we build from this? What could I be drawn to? What could I create based on what I see around me? And then just add a little bit of magic, and here we are. True. Things happen. I mean, the world is kind of like a game, if you look at it like that. So it's, um, I've discovered, you know, recently is, I've, uh, patterns. Lots yeah. and lots of patterns upon patterns upon patterns. I didn't realise this until recently. That's why mathematics is so powerful. You mm-hmm. know, I, I do get frustrated when you have uh, idiot commentators saying, why do we teach kids algebra? Oh, please don't. <laughs> please don't. Yeah, maths are important. And they say people like, when's the last time you use algebra? You use it every day. You just don't know. <laughs> also, one one thing I, I miss from like school and stuff is philosophy. I don't think they teach people enough of that but that's probably like i digress (laughs) no no no, that's fine this is actually not digression at all that's spot on because it is you're inspired by philosophy and also the idea of the human condition there you go a bit pretentious now yay but it's true isn't it it's the fascination of these these sentient yeah that's something that kind of really hits me close i mean the the thought of like our what is real and how are we like are yeah, am I me or who am I and stuff like that? So. Yeah, I, I, I'm a, I'm a big naturalist, so I tend to like go, oh yeah, it's just what it is. Yeah, you know, the universe owes us nothing. We owe the universe everything. And yeah, that's how I see it. And uh, you know, I see tragedy and stuff. It's like terrible, but ultimately, that's how the universe is. It's cruel. Yeah. So people need to get over that. That's my philosophy on things. Uh, actually, no, it's not. That's my observation on things. Get it right, Chris. Uh, <laughs> I've just been careful just, there. <laughs> I've just abused the word philosophy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, let's move on to something more, I don't know, solid. Mm-hmm. Who do you most admire in the video game industry and why? Like a person or a company? Both. It can be either. doesn't matter. Oh. Well, I... As a company, I uh, recently just fell in love with the CD Projekt Red. Right. You know the yeah. guys who made like, oh, yes. the big Witcher stuff? The Witcher games. Uh, uh, also, now they're working on the the, the Cyberpunk, the, the other, the new title. Oh, really? Uh, hmm. Yeah. The, the Cyberpunk title, uh, also a role-playing game, but yeah. But uh, yeah, they're like spot on doing all the. All, they're doing everything right, in my opinion. I mean, they have the connection with the fans, and they're, yeah, patching stuff up if there's something wrong, stuff like that. I mean, Blizzard is nice too, but I think they've lost connection with the fans a little bit. But my, that's my opinion. I, I don't know about that actually. So. A valid point, you know. Where are they going? What's this Overwatch thing? Which I yeah, I haven't played that yet, so I don't know. I can't say anything because NDA, but sorry, <laughs> tedious. But it's a thing. It's a game yeah. that I've played. I'll even tell you that is I'm in trouble. But and also, I'm I'm not a big FPS fan anyway. So no, I used to be. You know, I used yeah. to be. I used to love playing. Me too. Call of Duty. I was even in a Call of Duty clan. Um, but I'm talking about Call of Duty One, not Modern right. Warfare. Oh, okay. One. 
This is how I played uh, I played Counter Strike like when it came out. That was, that was like my thing, but yeah. then it kind of grew grew old on me, and then I started playing strategy games instead. Yeah, I can't do it anymore. I can't yeah. do the fast reactions. I can play single player when there's a good solid story like the uh, Wolfenstein game. I really enjoyed playing that, mm-hmm. but ultimately I can't. I haven't got reactions anymore. I'm, I'm kind of old. I, I have I have a trouble like getting stuck in games mm. like uh, I tried them for a while mostly for the design purpose like just to study them right uh, but I never get hooked they like the, there's one and only drug I will never touch again and that's Hearthstone uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's real horrible like in a good way but <laughs> yeah yeah I've tried I've, for some reason. Uh, I played it on many occasions on my iPhone and my tablet and the PC, and I just it hasn't got me hooked into me. I don't know why. This is peculiar because I love I love tabletop games. Uh, yeah. One of my one of my favourite card games is a game called Lords of Scotland, which you should look up. You'd love it. Uh, it's love nuance. It's very. It only takes about half an hour to play, but you sit there and you've got a card in and go. I could do a thousand things, all of which. <laughs> All of which would destroy others, but also expose me. This game's horrible, yet yeah. brilliant at the same time. It's great, but I love card games. But Hearthstone just leaves me. Maybe you should check out the RuneScape Chronicles. Yeah. Chronicle. It, it's pretty cool. It's I think it's in beta now. Okay, I'll have a look. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, so great answer, um, CD Projekt. I've I've always admired them. Uh, I remember playing The Witcher One. I'm one of those. Um, yeah. uh, I played it for, and I, I'll tell this story. I love telling the story about the, the the Witcher and that there was a graphical. Um, I thought it was a graphical glitch happening on the screen. These red flecks appearing on the screen. And I started panicking, going, "Oh, my graphics card's about to die," and stuff like this. And then I went on the forums, and it was that long ago. The forums did exist, and. Uh, I looked and they said, uh, are you getting these glitches? Yeah, it's not because it's not a glitch. Well, what's going on? Are you taking too many potions? <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, yeah, you're hallucinating. You're taking too many potions. Yeah. Right. Drugging yourself. You're drugging yourself too much. Like, But it, the game encourages it. Like, yeah, but not to that extent. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I had to tone down the drug taking. It's a feature, not a bug. It's a, it was, uh, I'm just thinking, yeah, as a developer, you probably think, good lord, that's a bit meta, isn't it? Like, to, to, to do it, there was no hint. That was the only thing that was happening. It was like weird red flexes on the screen, little flecks. Like rather yeah. than a, a texture, you get just red, bright red. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's kind of dank. Yeah, <laughs> and you think, wow, that's an interesting. I loved it. And then, and then I'm really, really good. I love the first one. Not a lot of people do. Not a lot of people. Lot of, I, I like the yeah. first one more. Yeah, I think. I'm, I mean, graphics are nice and all, but the the no. gameplay was much interest, uh, much more interesting. Like in the in the first one, in it, my opinion, it feels like you know. I'm going to say it. It feels like Demon Souls. You know that sort of. Yeah, yeah. It was more challenging. Yeah. It really was like every combat. Like you couldn't do Diablo. It was, this wasn't a button masher. Yeah. Way and uh, you know as much as I adore Diablo, don't get me wrong. Um, <laughs> it still is ultimately a kaleidoscope of of color and a wash of, of destruction. Uh, to the point where my wizard now, when I'm playing with a friend, I'm bashing away at the button, and uh, he's going, shall I stop firing now? Because I can't see anything. <laughs> he says, no, keep firing, yeah. keep firing, okay. Because <laughs> you can't, yep. you know, you just can't see. <laughs> it's just, you know, over the top. So, yep. let's move on to the final question of the first half. It's my favourite question. It gives me a hint of what you, maybe you're working on next, it, but it doesn't. I'm just, you know, 
hopefully I can tease something out of you. Not that you tell me anything. But what are you playing right now? Right now, uh, my own game. <laughs> oh, come yeah. on. Anything else? No. Um, in the, it can even be actually, in, yeah. Uh, Arclash Legacy was probably the last game I played, like, recently. Uh, it's a, uh, also like a role-playing game where you can, it's like a pause feature thing. So what's the uh, game again? So I didn't quite get the... Arclash Legacy. Arclash Legacy, I don't... Yeah, it's it's a small indie, uh, it's not that small, I mean, it's decent size, but it's a, it's a nice uh, world, fairly good gameplay. I can recommend okay. it. Oh, yes! I, I love um, turn-based RPGs and stuff like that. I'm yeah. I'm a fan of them. There are different kinds of our, like turn-based things, but, uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, um, uh, and uh, I'm just finishing off Rebel Galaxy right now, which I, I really liked. Um, yeah, that was a good one. That's good. It's good. Yeah. Um, I like it. It was my game of the year last year, but it wasn't for everyone's taste. Um, but I liked it a lot. Uh, because it was, I like the music in that one. And the music, oh, yeah. yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, we did have them on the show as well. Lovely, uh, lovely to have yeah. them on the show. Lovely, yeah, great people. And cool. um, they uh, they talked about the music. And sadly, I could only take, I couldn't take the music on the show because it's all licensed. But I could, ah. use, I could use the menu music, so I did that. That's fine. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So yeah, yes. Um, so this this game that you're playing is it like a is it a high fantasy RPG sort of thing? Is it? Or? Yeah, it's uh, that kind of a thing. And uh, I found it while I was searching on the web for art and stuff. And I found this uh, guy who's been working on the art for the game. And I kind of stuck to it and just thought, hey, I'll, I should try this. And and uh, it was nice. I mean, you have a little group of uh, different kinds of characters, and you can swap between them and stuff like that. In battle, okay, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, you can pause whenever you want, so you don't feel like you're super stressed. It's not like Diablo, you know. You can stop when you get like overrun by guys and just strategize because you die quite quite easily in that in that game. Oh, so it's a bit like uh, Baldur's Gate in that regard. Yeah, yeah, it's it's okay. fairly similar. Yeah, and. Um is it on Steam, is it? Is it a PC game? Sorry. Uh, yeah, it's on GOG and Steam and all that. I okay, think. good. Yeah. I'll, I'll check it out after we're done then. Um, I, I love to dive into Steam and finding weird and wonderful things. I still remember when that thing first started up and every now and again you go to... When, every, every, like, during the sales, yeah. look at the, the keys. I the hate the games. sales now. Yeah, I mean, no, it's, yeah, it's just like... I'm not touching that. Uh, my, my list is like humongous, and I don't have time to play any of them. No, no, <laughs> it's I, I, no, it's it's getting ridiculous now. I just stop it now. Like, but it's only yeah. fifty pence or you know, a dollar or something. Like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care <laughs> if it's only a dollar. Don't care. I'm not paying. I'm, I'm, look at this mountain of shame. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it's not a mountain of shame. Someone told me. But hey, now you can delete your games. Yeah. <laughs> someone told me it's yeah you can delete your games, but someone said to me no, it's uh, your, your investment in the video game industry. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's one way true. to look at it. It's true. It's true. Yeah. So that's the first half. Yay! Well done. Yay! The the, the, the boss battle. Um, sadly, sorry. <laughs> I know. You're the boss. I am the boss. Yeah. Uh, so the second half or so, where we're now going to get into the meat and potatoes of Kratos.
So, Martin, what is Akaratus? Akaratus is a turn-based tactical RPG set in a medieval steampunk world where you build your own fighters and they're like mechanized battle suits, so it's like mechs build your own and then you customize them with different modular parts and uh, we have a card deck which will help you kind of like with different abilities in battle and uh, yeah and the story you follow Adina who's a uh, like a former slave dealer who turned into like a good good guy so to speak and uh, is the like the freedom fighter from the rebellion against the evil emperor Okay. Yeah. Great setup. And I find the, the setting really fascinating. I, I love yeah, It's the, never been done before, as far as I know, at least for a turn based game. No, the closest I've seen of it is stuff like um, Chrome Hounds, um, or yeah. maybe um, uh, Steel Battalion. Bless it. Uh, <laughs> it's a classic. Yeah. Well, the first two were. Let's not talk about the third one. Um, and then. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, but you know, it's uh, there is a board game called Scythe, which you should look yeah. up. Yeah, that's a that's a Kickstarter game, but that's set in an alternate reality where there's um, um, big sort of uh, First World War, but they use big machines of oh, uh, yeah. war machines stalking around. It's quite... Didn't Double Fine do a some similar game like with Max? Yes! Uh, Hound well, something? Yes, I remember that. It was on the Xbox 360 and yeah. PS3. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah, it was a... It was a I seem to remember it was a uh, tower defense game. Yes, yeah. yes it was. Yes. Um, but this... Acaratus uh, uh, is nothing. Nothing mm. like that. Um, it's... it's uh, it's a very thought sort of. It requires a lot of thought, and you really have to be, you know, be careful about pretty much uh, where no. you place. And yeah, I, I mean, you, you can things. imagine it like being uh, chess, yeah. but with uh, like units that actually can do stuff and not yeah, just walk. It's much more layered than that. I don't know chess is pretty layered. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's hard but, to describe because you have the card element to it, yes. and with cards you can do anything. Actually, Indeed. I mean you can do you can do guard stance, you can dash, you can yeah. do dodge moves and stuff like that. So I mean it helps you during battle. So it's not just locked for your unit. Uh, so you don't just shoot and walk. You can do other things. Yes, playing yeah. the playing of cards. I, I, when I'm when I'm giving the rules for. A, a tabletop board game. I just, I'm sure you've done this as well, maybe. I don't yeah. know. But I'm, I'm a big board game fan, so. So, explain the rules. I have a very strict regime of doing it. First thing you say is, what's the aim of the game? People forget that. Like, first thing you tell yeah. them, best to get the most points. <laughs> and then, yeah. typically, for a lot of Euro games, get the most points. Okay? Um, uh, and then you go on to say, here's the base rules. And then some people point at a pile of cards and you go, Ignore those for the moment. <laughs> just ignore those because they break everything I'm just talking to you about. <laughs> they, they just they just modify everything I'm just telling you. Yeah. Right? You need to know what the base rules are, and then I can talk about the cards. All right, let it go. Uh, and this is what happens with this. So it leads on to my first question um, with Akaratus is that um, 
Did, was it prototyped on a tabletop game? Because it feels like it. I just, it's one of the things, there's one reason I want to get on the show because I love tabletop games and when I'm playing it and I do play it, it's so much fun. Is that, is even though it can be frustrating at times, no offense to you or your team, but I'm sorry. No, it's, it's, fun, it's funny that you ask because, uh, I mean, when we started, I mean, Christopher was working on the engine itself because everything is built from scratch, basically. We didn't use Unity or anything like that. No, no. So while he was working on that, tinkering with this, I uh, built like a prototype-ish uh, in real life, which is so ugly. You could just, yeah. I mean, it, I just played around with how you could actually play the game. And then uh, then we just scrapped the whole idea because it didn't work really as I planned it to. And then we just put this stuff into the game and reworked some issues and it actually worked so yeah nice yeah that's that's what i got from it was that's the that's the feedback i got from yeah it was that's the, sort of what we wanted because we wanted the feel of chess mm. but with the, like heroes of might and magic kind of gameplay so to yeah. speak because you have the stacking on the characters and stuff like that yes you do uh and the positioning that's what i love about it and you yes. get you get flanking which yeah. Doesn't happen enough uh, in tactical games. I don't know why. And I it's think hard it's, to do. It's it's really hard to get it right because yeah. it feels unfair. Like oh, what you're just to the side of me, and now you've got a plus twenty on your die roll. Yes. That's where we have the card element into it because yeah. you always have a chance to kind of react to what the other player is doing. So if you if you're flanked and you have someone in your back stabbing you, you can always do something with a card to kind of. I like counter that. So you have a dodge, for example. So he tries to stab you in the back. You can always jump to the side. Correct. Yeah. Uh, you do. I love the way that the flurry of cards appears in an arc at the bottom. You say, <laughs> and here's your hand. Yeah. All of it without you fumbling around, going, "Oh, I forgot that I had that one because it's stuck behind the other one." You know, that happens. I, it's you know. kind of the same in Hearthstone. I know. So we stole like it from there, <laughs> <laughs> or I stole it from no, there no, no, because, no, no. yeah. Get it right. You're inspired. Come on. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Inspiration. Inspiration. You're inspired by Hearthstone. You were not ripping off. And besides, Hearthstone doesn't have the grid of, of units walking around. So forget about it. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, it is, it's not as um, you know grim and dark and steamy, is it? No, yeah. I mean, Unless, it's, you know. We're trying not to do it too like moody, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, there is a mood, but yeah. it's not like death and destruction in it. There is a palette there that's greater than two. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, uh, everyone remembers Quake and its brown palette. <laughs> oh, well, uh, they're still brown in this one, but yeah. Uh, no, but there is other... Anyway, we'll come to the art later, but there is, there's more... You've got... It does pop out of the screen and you can see what's going on, which is what matters. So, my next question is customization. I want to talk to you about that because... You did sort of mention it at the beginning, but I think it's more core than you're letting on, that yeah. you start off with a basic shell of a robot thing. Mech- Not even a shell. No, it's just a yeah. torso. <laughs> yeah, we call it a core. I mean, it's uh, it's just a base where yeah. we decide how many parts you actually can attach to it. Mm-hmm. And they have different designs and different attributes attached to them. So... One core can be like more of a, a heavy kind of unit, but he kind of gives you a more punch. And uh, there's another one which is a much more lighter, but he's way faster on the board. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, then we have the legs. Different legs can give you different kind of range, and some give you more attributes. Um, and there's yeah, bits you can stick on the front. Like yeah, and you have, like, specific ones, because we have, like, what we call internally faceplates. Like, you can put them on in front, and that makes so your unit always faces the closest enemy. So you you run less risk of being backstabbed, so to speak. Yes. Yeah. That's so very handy. We have tons of stuff like that kind of in plan and also already in the game, so... Yeah, I had a great time building that stuff, and, like, let's stick a... Buzzsaw in its head. So what happens there? It, yeah. it, it didn't work out well. But at least, you know, it was funny. I could do it. You know, put, yeah. a, put a buzzsaw in his head, and or its head, and just let it rush into battle and get mullered. But it was hilarious when, it, when I did it. Like, <laughs> yeah. he, did have, he did have one swipe with it before he got chopped to pieces. But um, no, I just thought, so what was that about? Why, why did you do that? You could have, you could have made it much more uh, prescribed and said... Here's a bruiser. Here's a ranged. Here's the mid of the road. Why yeah, but then, you, yeah. but then you lock the player into a role or like whatever you want the player to play. Mm-hmm. We want to give the player freedom to kind of create their own little band of units which have distinct features and functions. Uh, because now, like most of the games you see, are usually like preset. You have like brawler, you have a sniper, or whatever kind of game it is. Uh, here you can decide yourself. Like I want a brawler and a sniper together, and you could do that, but it's not like the most efficient way of doing it. But you could. Mm. So that that's the thing. Like you have the possibility of doing basically anything. You can combine them however you want, and then on top of that, you have the cards to kind of. Uh, strengthen that team of me- weird combinations uh, and actually you can be able to succeed in battle with that it yeah. all depends on what kind of choices you make even when you're outnumbered uh, yeah. I mean I've seen people play with uh, really bad builds and uh, good choices of cards and win uh, instead of like having really good strong units and really bad card choices Right. So it all depends on what your what your selection is. Basically. Yeah, it does add a lot of creativity and freedom to the player, doesn't it? Like, yeah, it can be daunting, uh, and especially it's difficult for me when I first started playing. I'm like, well, I've no idea what's good or bad. Mm-hmm. Does it matter? Probably not. Let's just experiment, and it doesn't punish the player for experimentation. Yeah, it's, a lot of games do. It's silly yeah. because you can't, you don't learn anything until you make mistakes. The best for new players is, like, uh, decide what kind of build you want to make and then strive after the the stats and see what fits best for that kind of unit. Yeah. 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 So I'm going to ask about balance now because we can't get... We've been talking about the game and its structure, but it sounds a bit dry, but we're going to make this not dry. But (laughs) what have you done to ensure that there is balance in the game without making the AI component... uh, (sighs) Too difficult, yeah. too easy. What have you done to make it so that it is a challenge and yet not frustrating? Or just a walkover? What have you done? Oh, it's been a roller coaster of a ride with the balance, I can tell you that. Um, in the beginning, we had like basic stats for everything, and then we just tinkered with uh, like giving this one a little bit more strength, this one, like, and all that. 
uh, at the end, uh, it kind of worked, but then uh, we added the card element to it. Uh, it kind of balanced itself out. It's still not balanced, I can tell you that. Oh, uh, no, no. It's an early access game, though, right? Yeah, and also we have a guy who's actually working on the team now right. full-time on only the balance. That's basically his main goal, to get the game to kind of play good. And that's uh, Daniel. He's... Uh, He's a lifesaver on this team, at least for the balancing part. So he and Christopher are kind of working together just to get that working right. And that's why we go to early access to get feedback from, yeah, especially for the balance. Yes, just to be clear, everyone, this is not, uh, this is definitely a, um, a community effort. They, the developers, yourselves, yeah. um, but Nodbrim want the community to tell them what's working, what isn't. This isn't a case of, Please fund this game so we can finish it. No, 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 no. It's not that at all. It's genuinely, this game is quite complex. There's lots of layer upon layer upon layer of patterns. There we are. Hey. Yeah. But in order to do this, we're only an X man a member of teams or a small, relatively small group of people. We yeah, need. I mean, the team started like with two people and yeah. me and Christopher and then we just added two to the team and then that's it basically. Yeah. So that's all you've got, and they just need help. You just put your hand up and go, this game is great. Trust me, it's great. However, yeah. we need really help to finish it. Cause it and we didn't good. choose to go with the Kickstarter route, which most no. indies go, but we just thought, like, we can do this ourselves while kind of working on it and then go to early access to for the final push, basically. Yes, and yeah. uh, that seems to be working. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so far uh, so good. So far so good. And this is why we're here talking to the people about the game, so they can play um, Acuratus and uh, you know just give feedback and test out and just enjoy it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really what I was, I was assuming that would be the case. That basically you're leaning on the community to say, does this card work with this thing here? <laughs> and what yeah. happens when you do? Oh, right, so we've basically broke... Yeah, okay, well, let's make that card a little bit less powerful then. Mm-hmm. So, tell us... Uh, maybe I've got this wrong, but I've, I was trying to figure this out. There seems to be a command style that you can choose. Command, yeah, yeah, we have a, a command commander, yes. or so, to, so to speak, you can choose. Uh, yeah, they control, like, your loadout, basically how, how many... Uh, slots that are available for your units, like how many units you can have on the actual battlefield. Right. And also, the, like the most important part, that's uh, it decides how big of a stack you're gonna get on your unit. Uh, I don't know exactly like the the technical stuff behind it because that's Christopher's kind of thing. Uh, but basically, that's uh, like the higher number that the slot has, the higher number you'll get on your unit, like unit stack. And that kind of rules how how powerful the, the the actions will be, basically. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. And then you have like different abilities. Some of them have like uh, specific uh, things for them to do on the battlefield and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, commanders are uh, like still in early kind of thing. We're gonna add some minor tweaks to that later on. So yeah. Yeah, I just I got the gist of that. That's why I wanted to talk to you about it because it. Yeah. It's another feature that's on its way, uh, yeah. and uh, it's definitely an interesting idea that you can people can favour one commander type over another, yeah. based on their own play style. Yes, yes. There you go. So finally, I know last questions. All good <laughs> things come to an end. 
but it's related again to what we were talking about earlier on balance. But so there are cards that can be used to boost units and allow them to do things they would not normally be able to do, as we said earlier. Yeah. How have you found designing these when balancing uh, accuratus? Yeah, we we noticed pretty early like uh, movement is key in this game because if you can't move, you can't really do much. I mean, you can shoot, but that's basically it. Mm-hmm. So if you can move, you can actually counter what the other person is doing. So you can hide behind things, you can hide behind other units and stuff like that. And uh, so we noticed that Dash is like was basically like one of the first cards we made because it was necessary. So I mean, most of the cards are kind of made up as we go along because of necessity. So uh, I mean, it's not really balanced from like day one. So it's like you have a problem, you solve it with a card, and then another problem go- comes up. You solve it with that one because the units are so different every time you play. Uh, it will always have something new that we need to put in. So, but it's also like sometimes we just feel like something's cool. We want it in. Like now we're working on a grappling hook that will, will be really good. Like a unit can grapple someone and drag them towards themselves. Like in Mortal Kombat, you have a scorpion. Like get over here. Yeah. Basically the same thing. <laughs> Again, inspiration. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm taking it all over the place. Yeah. So that's what the best place to find. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, yeah, I just found it fascinating how those cards obviously evolved. So you had the base game and then thought, well, we need yeah. these cards for them to do different things they wouldn't normally do. Well, they would normally do, but you have to do it in a certain combination. But yeah, because so we just, didn't... Yeah. yeah, yeah, sorry. I, I, we didn't want to clutter the thing. So, I mean, uh, from the start, our mantra was to keep it clean and keep it simple, but also yeah. deep. So it's, the deep comes with the cards and the simple comes with the units, like, on the battlefield. It's yeah. very simple to kind of handle the units and all that stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah. Unlike sometimes in Chrome Hounds, like, <laughs> where am I facing? Oh, God! <laughs> Uh, and then you realize you, you're plowing into your friends. Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of people <laughs> compare us to XCOM, like, yeah. the, for, from people who haven't played the game. Oh. So, uh, uh, because I can understand, like, oh, you see a grid-based uh, world, you run around and shoot and stuff. But uh, what people don't see is, like, the, the interaction with, between things that are in the game. Uh, because XCOM has, like, big, huge maps and yeah. the units big- are... Yeah, this is a it's, tight arena, very tight arena. Too. Yeah, uh, which is is advantageous in its own way. Um, no, it For me, it's me- perfect because I don't have much time to play, so I, I like the quick kind of reaction and quick like games. Yeah, so you, you can play more games, like more sessions in a row, and have more fun in that way instead of having a long session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, it makes much more sense. Um. Okay, well, thanks very much for that. Martin's been fantastic having you on the show. Um, <laughs> Zacharatus is out on uh, Windows PC and Steam. Is it out yet? I can't remember now. It's out the 25th of February. Oh, right. So not long to go. Yeah, a couple of days. A couple of days, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. Um, by the time this show is aired, it is, it's actually out. Do look it up. Um, it's fantastic games. Come out on Steam and Gog and all sorts of things. 
and um, well done for, for getting as far as you have with it. Of course, we wish you the very best of luck with it for the rest of the year uh, yeah. and to make it happen and make it a real thing. And we do thank you for making it because it's a good, it's a great, great. Oh, thank you to um, to um, to my turn-based um, joy of uh, strategy. <laughs> I just I just love them, you know. Ever since yeah, I, we need more of those, yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, Civ, for example, it's not quite the same thing, but you know, I'm, you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. You, know, you do your orders, and then off, you know. Uh, although I do get a bit megalomaniac when I'm playing games like Civ, uh, whereas in XCOM, it's like no one dies, not on my watch. Uh, <laughs> I know the feeling. Yeah, that's it again. No, no, no one's dying. <laughs> no, <Yeah>. reload. <laughs> no one's dying. So, um, like I said, it's been great having you on, Martin. And more than welcome to come back on. Maybe when the, sh- the game's finished, we can reach sure. it again after after the evolution of it. The last. Um, Last uh, year, and then we could do a little mini show and can do a yeah. recap. That'd be lovely. That would be fun. Yeah. So, um, but like I said, thank you very much, and uh, wish you, you and your team the very best of luck. Thanks. And so ends another episode of the Sausage Factory. Do leave us an iTunes review, and you can also don't forget listen to us on Stitcher.com. So just go to Stitcher.com, and you can stream the show from there you just look up the sausage factory and you can find us that'd be great you can follow me on twitter at chris o'regan no apostrophes and uh, if you want to email me any feedback on the show or actually you're a developer you listen to the show and want your game featured on it please do email me at chris at spong.com bye